Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fudge and Meat. My name is Anastasia. I'm Meat. And my name is Lily, and I'm Fudge. I am so excited. We are back. We're talking about football. As you guys know, Fudge covers baseball. I'm the football mm-hmm. chick, and I'm so psyched to be back about this. This is our first episode of a tailgate episode. Now, we have talked about this for a while. If yeah. you know anything about tailgates, all you do is before a game, you sit around and get drunk like a pregame. So to pregame the preseason, we're here, we're tipsy, we're still drinking, and we're going to yep. talk about football. So, Fudge, what is your drink of choice tonight? Well, so I took a shot of Jamaican rum, and now I'm currently oh. drinking um, a guava juice IPA, which is the only IPA I like, and it's from... That St- sounds really good. Oh, it's very drinkable and delicious. I don't know that if it's... I don't fire. Yeah, I, I can't say. I don't think it's, like, too crazy alcoholic, um, but, you know, anyway, it's... That shit's good, and, yeah, it's, I don't like IPAs, and I like this. It's from a, a brewery in Green Bay, so all about supporting Dope. local. Supporting local. What brewery is it? Still Mank. Never heard of that, but love it. <laughs> Sadly, haven't um, either. I also. So. Um, yeah. What's you your know, drink of choice? I I've been taking some sommelier classes. Oh, oh yeah. Fancy little lady. Mm-hmm. So I drank a few glasses of Merlot, but here I am. I'm with a J. Lore Cabernet Sauvignon. That's oh. what I've got tonight. But I also <laughs> did take a shot of Grey Goose just to. You know, round it all a little, get excited for this episode. Um, also, let us know at the end, you know, contact our email on the website. If you like this pregame episode, if you think this is fun, please let us know because we'll happily do this again. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> we both would do this again without any questions. Like, I don't think... Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, continue, mm. Fudge. No, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't think you have to ask us to drink. Yeah, and... yeah, as, as, as two Wisconsin <laughs> ladies, we'll drink any day of the week. Um, yeah. But if you really like this, let us know, because we'll continue the tailgates, and our idea was that it would be before games as an actual yep. tailgate to kind of talk about what's going on. So if you really like this, let us know. That would be amazing. Yeah. But today, we're going to talk about the Packers team, you know, who we expect expect to play jesus christ is why. <laughs> oh my god it's already hitting who oh, we expect yeah. to play and what we expect to see and so we have a few categories tonight fudge give me a drum roll please i'll announce the categories who we expect to see for sure we have the new additions we think will play well these are kids in the rookie years so some recent draft picks a year or two ago Mm. We've got older players who will either blow up or fizzle out. Mm. We've got the competition for the top spot. I think this one might be the highlight if you're a Packers fan. Yep. We've got players who we think aren't worth the money. And at the end, I would pay attention because we have a special surprise segment that I'm really excited about. It's going to be fun, guys. It's going to be really fun. So we're going to start off with who we expect to see for sure. Our number one. <laughs> we've said it every episode we love him we should apologize for how awful we are to him and we're, no we're not awful we we're never him. going to apologize <laughs> you're you're beautiful we love you you're talented it is robert tunyon yep Ugh. now the thing about tunyon is i feel like a lot of people don't really know his name you know i talk about robert tunyon to non-packers fans and they don't mm-hmm. know him but he was the top pass catcher of this year 
the yep. top above Devontae Adams, you know, above DK Metcalf. Like, he was the top, 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 top. Number one pass catcher was Robert Tunyon. Now, he had 80 targets, mm-hmm. and he got 66 receptions mm-hmm. for a total of 763 yards. So that was about 11.6 yards per reception. So his catch reception rate is 88.1%. Get that number in your brain, 88.1%. God damn! And he had 11 touchdowns. God! Now we're going to compare this to Travis Kelsey. Be- <laughs> <laughs> no, listen it's a hot it's these are hot stats these are sexy these are hot stats. he's he's a he's a stud he's a sec- getting the tuds he is a stud he's got sexy stats and we love it no i added some stats for travis kelsey because i'd like to compare them because a lot of people know travis kelsey obviously he's on the chiefs with patrick mahomes and i think he's a great comparison so kelsey also had 11 touchdowns so they have the same amount of touchdowns right Mm-hmm. And he had 145 targets. Tunyon had 80. And he had 105 receptions. And Tunyon had 66. So uh, Tunyon mm-hmm. had an 88% reception rate. And Kelsey mm-hmm. only had 72. So basically, my point is that Tunyon was new. You know, this year he really, it was kind of his first year being a stud. And he's getting mm-hmm. more bang for his buck than Kelsey. You know, we're getting a lot uh, out of him. Yeah. so basically bottom line all you need to know is you know kelsey's targeted more but he's dropping more you know tunyon more bang for the buck we're getting a lot out of this man i mean we've said it time after time he is just the tight end of our dreams like Mm. from the minute he showed up he's been making such a big impact for the packers and has just been sort of that i think missing piece we've kind of needed on our offense and And especially after jimmy fucking graham so yeah after jimmy graham who is our arch nemesis literally fuck jimmy graham that man we had such high expectations i remember before he came it was always like oh the rogers to graham relationship that's gonna be it that's when it's gonna get us tuds and jimmy graham had butter fucking fingers he dropped Uh every ball he ever was passed Mm. but what i really really love is that rogers i think Obviously, he's really great at getting to know his team and putting a lot of trust in these players. Mm-hmm. But I think what he's really good about is even with the newbies, I think a lot of quarterbacks have a really hard time getting to trust, you know, the rookies and the new guys because you don't mm-hmm. know how these guys these guys are going to perform. But I think Aaron Rodgers really put a lot of faith in Robert Tunyon and saw his potential, and the payout was incredible. He's been unreal. This boy has been he's unreal. Been a, I mean, he's the number one... He's the top pass catcher of 2020. That's insane. Like, and what I like even that, more, y'all? we talked about it before, is that we talked about it before. He's a free agent. So basically, he came to the Packers as an undrafted free agent. You know, no one drafted him. And now he's the top pass catcher of 2020. That's insane. He's unreal. We love him. How can he not? We... we and, you know, his face is beautiful, so that helps. Boy, howdy, is he an attractive man. We love you. We love you, Robbie. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Oh, yeah. Yee-haw, That's my new catchphrase. Um, but along with the people we expect to see for sure, we got Aaron Jones. You know, we kept his oh. contract. He's amazing. Y'all know it. We got big dog Mercedes Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a Packer fan, I recommend you sit and listen to every time Lewis makes a great catch because you'll hear the other players bark at him because he's big dog. 
Thank God. So <laughs> listen for the barks. Um, we got David Bakhtiari, everyone's favorite. If you watch Bucks games, he's always on the the big screen chugging beers, and I love that. True guy, um, true Packers fan, true Packers player. Oh yeah, he's a Green Bay man through and through. Bakhtiari's got it. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> he's got we the juice. It. Um, we've got Jair Alexander, who I'd love to mention, is the second top coverage player of 2020. So he's only behind one person. I think he should be number one. Yep. Because I love him. And he's on the Packers. But, you know, we already got the top pass catcher of 2020 and the second top coverage player. So that's... Well, I... Both Robbie... Are both our boys, Robbie <laughs> and Jair, they are Boy, so Robbie. terribly underrated. They're underrated. They do not get enough respect. No, not- I firmly agree. And the only thing Jair Alexander... Um, got noticed for was being attractive and i was like guys he's one he's of the good. best players in the nfl like what are you doing well the other thing <laughs> yeah, too, he I'd... looks Ooh. he looks Ooh. a little bit like um oh god what's that basketball player uh kelly um kelly Oubre jr yeah he looks a bit like little Oubre jr kelly Oubre. is he even a junior <laughs> i think he is <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to Google this. He looks I mean, a bit like Kelly Oubre, but um, no, um, he's actually he's been talented. He is a junior. He's been talented for years too. This yeah. is not like his first year. He's really he's not a breakout. Up. You know, he, he's been really talented for a long time, and I think it's about time that people recognize him. And I'm excited for people to finally recognize Robert Tunyon in his new year. I'm so excited to see what he does in 2021. Well, and you know what? You know what's my other thing with Jair Alexander? Um, he hmm. doesn't get enough credit because he's on the shorter end for like um, a cornerback, and people don't understand how hard it is to like. Listen, my dad knows somebody who is like on the field during some Packer games last year, and hmm. he was saying, "Boy, man, wow! Do you know how hard it Boy, looks?" Boy, man, wow! Wow! He's like, "Do you know how wow. hard it?" Let me do a good Wisconsin accent to this. Well, wow. do you know how hard it you looks to... You gotta do the to... A and the O. Wow. 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 <laughs> do you know how hard it looks to... They gotta leap up there and block that ball and they gotta hit oh, it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. And oh, he was yeah. just saying... Our boy Jair's gotta leap all the way up there. He's gotta he's hit the ball. He's gotta so drop he's a, it down. He's gotta drop it down a bit and then he's... He's gonna just go, go down... And then. <laughs> he's gonna go down to catch that thing. But he's short and he still can, like... He's still insane. He's unreal. Like, come on. Come on. Nah, he's talented. And I think he deserves recognition. But like we said, he's in the who we expect to see back for sure. Um, I've got Zadarius Smith. Mm. We love him. We know him. Mm -hmm. I've got his jersey. He's my most recent jersey. Solid Mm -hmm. pick. We got our boy in the Wisconsin accent. Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. Oh, Rashawn. The moment he was picked, he was psyched to be a cheesehead, and I think it took him a year or two to really get in the groove, but now yeah. he's been really solid with our team. He's been a really integral part, and I think uh, we'll talk about this later, but I think that the Packers, we have a lot of players who are in the top, top, top of the NFL, so what we're working on is really refining just the holes in our team. Like, right, mm-hmm. we really we have a super strong team. And we have a lot of the best players in the NFL. We're just trying to find the holes in it. And I think Rashawn Gary is really working his way up. And I don't see him being replaced within the next year or two. Hell no. He's, you I know, mean, we'll he's see, really he's worked for a still, spot. 
He is, and I think he's still a rookie, so within the next few years, maybe that will change, but I think right now he's doing a great job, and I love seeing him on the field, especially because he was so excited to be a Packer. Put cheese on everything, baby. Rashawn Gary. Didn't he say that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Look at all of his Packer posts. He does hashtag put cheese on everything, and I love him for it. God, I love him. I love, love that man. Love you, um, Rashawn. Then we got Mason Crosby, veteran. You know, yep. two years ago, he had a rough time. <laughs> but I think I think this year that um, Crosby, I think he's talented, and I think just two years ago was a weird anomaly. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Packers will get rid of him anytime soon. I genuinely no. think we'll get rid of him when he retires. No, one hundred percent. Um, and then finally, listen, I was so excited to talk about today because the only news I've heard is who decided to kick that field goal. Against the Bucks, who decided the field goal? Another, the other one is Aaron Rodgers. That guy, like Aaron Rodgers, where's he going? Is he staying? Is he leaving? I think Aaron Rodgers is staying. He's staying. I think, I think he has. I'm a little. We've talked about it before. I'm a little mad. He's been out of practice. Yeah. Um, but I do think he's doing his best to avoid media. Yep. And we talked about that he has renewed his membership at the Green Bay Country <laughs> Club. And I heard also a golf course. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Um, but like we said before, Aaron Rodgers, if anything, just wants to win Super Bowls. Yeah. And, you know, his other choices are the 49ers and the Cowboys. And mm. I don't think he will get Super Bowl rings there. I think nope. we've heard since Matt LaFleur was picked up that they've had little differences. And I think... Aaron Rodgers is being a bit of a prima donna now and, you know, getting a little heated about that. But I don't think Jordan Love is an issue. No. If it was, he would have, you know, stopped playing two years ago when Jordan Love was drafted. Yeah. I think Rodgers will be back. I think he's just having a bit of a weird year and I think we'll see him after preseason. No, he's our, he's our favorite diva. And here's my deal. Um... Also, today was officially, so we're recording on, I think this is the 2nd, yep, the 2nd of July. Today was opt-out oh, yeah, day. Babe. Homeboy didn't opt out, so that's a good sign. We, I, um, I was going to say, it, I think it would have been a really big deal if he opted out, but also the thing is, is I don't think he'd do that because a lot of people thought he'd opt out for the year and prove no. to the Packers he didn't want to play, but also I think he also recognizes that he wants Super Bowls, and also at his age... Taking a year off can really hinder your skills. Yep. Right? Like, he has to continually play to keep himself, you know, ready for the game. And I think I think he's a Packer through and through. And I also think he loves his teammates. You know, he's got Devontae Adams. He's got Jerry. He's got Bakhtiari. Yep. And I think he really doesn't want to do them dirty. And if no. he did, I would be shocked and I'd be offended, personally. Well, and I'd I... be shocked if he did Bakhtiari and Adams dirty. He wouldn't do Bakhtiari. He wouldn't do his boy Davey dirty, but I want to say, couldn't. no, he never could. Um, I did get in an argument with some people um, this week about this topic because they're all like, that piss baby, I hope he sits out. I hate him. He's such a baby. And they're all like, I hope he leaves us. I don't want him to play for us. And I was like, they're like, what do you think about it? And I was like, he's playing. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, no, he's going to play. He's going to come back to the Packers. I, he's going to play. I love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think he's wonderful. I think he's talented, and I'd love to keep him with the Packers. He's amazing, right? Yeah. Um. But I guess 
like seeing him opt out i'll admit we talked in a previous podcast we talked about how pissed we were yeah we're acting like this like i think he's acting like a diva i think he's acting out yeah like a little baby yeah he's acting out you know he's getting what is that 37 million i think a year like buddy you're fine but at the same time you know if he decides to stay as a green bay packer i'd be very happy because through the past few years i have loved him and he's been a very loyal green bay fan you know he goes to bucks games yeah he gets job or jobs he gets <laughs> memberships at the country clubs and goes to local bars and he supports local causes yeah you know he's really great to green bay and so i think because of his celebrity status he's built a bit of an ego yep which is what really pisses me off but at the same time I don't want him to opt out, you know? I want him to come around and realize that Green Bay is the team he belongs to. No, exactly. And, like, the thing is, I was telling everybody, too, I'm like, at the end of the day, he wants to win. He knows he can win here. He does. He wants a Super Bowl title again, and he will get that best through the Green Bay Packers. No, and they said something that made me want to vomit, and they said, I want to see him sit on the sidelines and then see Jordan Love lead us to a Super Bowl. And I almost puked. I almost puked. I'm sorry, that... Did, what what did you call it? His smile? What is it called? Shit-eating grin. A shit-eating grin. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. Jor- yeah, Jordan, I'm so... No, I'm not. <laughs> no, the second... Again, I if I ever come face-to-face with him, I shouldn't be allowed in the same room as him because I want to fight that man more than anybody else in the world. And it's not necessarily because of the drama with Rogers. It's just I have this, like, urge to fight him. I want to just, No, my, like, favorite, my favorite topic of choices, we all live in Wisconsin. I would love to see a fight between Lily Shoe Fudge versus Jordan Love because Lily Shoe's a little scrappy. I think she could do it. Yeah. I can bite. I'd love to see it. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Growl at Jordan, him. Get, Jordan, get ready. She bites. <laughs> um, but on to our next topic, anyways. Hey, she don't bite. New additions. <laughs> Rogers is staying. Lily Shu will bite Jordan Love. Anyways, <laughs> new additions. Correct. Think will play That's well. it. Sorry. Chris Barnes. Yeah, Chris Barnes. He yes. played one season. Yes. He had 80 combined tackles, 49 solo tackles, 31 assists. Um, and he played 13 games, but only 11 he started. So, really, after the first few games, they realized his potential he started. And, like, Mm -hmm. wow, you really have to realize he has these stats after not starting the first few games. You know, he really improved himself during the second half of the year, and I think the Packers put a lot of trust in him. And a lot of these tackles happened in the second half. So he really developed and kind of grew up in the second half. And I I love to see it. I think he's kind of fantastic. He's a huge dude. (laughs) I I love him. (laughs) Lily loves Chris. Yeah, um, he's great. He's phenomenal. I don't have any complaints. I mean, obviously, I mean, you phenomenal. know, phenomenal. But for Wisconsin the most part, Wisconsin accent. He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Um, he's such a great player. Oh, now the, yeah, no. The next guy, I'm really excited to talk about because he's another cornerback, and we can compare him to Jair and some other guys we have. So we've got our new draft pick, Eric Stokes. Yes. Now. <laughs> Why? Yes, baby. Yes, baby. So, Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes was the first, the most recent draft pick, and he was the number one draft pick for the Packers. Mm-hmm. He, in his college career, he had 14 solo tackles, which is not a ton, six, a six, six assists, and 
four interceptions with 94 yards. Fuck. And he's an, so he's an interception machine. But also, listen, out of these interceptions, he had two touchdowns. He ran two of them back. It's, Who is this man? I, I literally heard her always cry. She was like, oh my god. Who is he? Now here's the thing is, I think that's amazing because there are two reasons we lost to the Bucks. Yes. And so the fact that he can run it back all the way for a touchdown is amazing because number one, we lost to the Bucks because we couldn't stop them on offense and we did nothing with Darnell Savage's interceptions. So yeah. if we have a guy who can run them back for a touchdown... Holy shit. We need it. And the second reason we lost to the Bucks was Kevin King. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about him later. But, but God. Just, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it, Kevin King. I'm Kevin not sorry <laughs> for anything I say this podcast. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not either. I think Kevin King was a huge reason we lost to the Bucks. And wait till you hear his stats at the end. It's pretty impressive. He's a scapegoat. Um, but I, I think Eric Stokes was picked to take the place of Kevin King. I think either this year he'll prove himself and take the place, or he'll take a year or two of development and then take the place. But either way, I think he's going to be a great cornerback. Um, and he's, you know, he's an interception and touchdown machine. I think yeah. that's what we need is that our offense has been really, really fantastic. You know, Aaron Rodgers, and especially when Aaron Rodgers gets frustrated, he's on the move. Um, and you know, we've had Jair on defense, but I, I really think that if you look at the Bucks game, Aaron Rodgers is a very emotional player. Yeah. And when he gets frustrated, so like the Bucks, he has a hard time making good plays. I think he's really in his head and I think it's hard for him to make a good pass or take the time to do it. And he takes a lot of time to make passes. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Rodgers loves to dance around in the pocket. And so I think having a player who can make plays not only make an interception, but make plays off of his own interception is really important, especially yeah. you guys. Just wait till you hear about Kevin King's stats. How are you giving... You're giving such a coherent statement on this, and I'm like, well, oh, good for you. I'm, like, impressed. <laughs> Thanks, Bay. It's because I told you I'm taking sommelier classes. I drink wine every night. This is easy. You um, got it. But next we got Darnell Savage. We told yes. you he's a stud. He really killed it in the Bucks game. He's had four interceptions in this past year, 13 yards um, per run. He had 75 combined tackles, 56 solo tackles. That's pretty impressive. 19 assists, and he had two quarterback hits. So oh Darnell Savage, we really learned he was a huge asset in the Bucks game. And unfortunately, like we said, why we're excited for Eric Stokes is that Darnell got these interceptions, and then Rodgers did nothing with them. He was really frustrated. The offense was not with it. The team was not working together. And so I think not only to have guys who can catch interceptions, but to have a guy like Stokes who can actually play off of it during defense will be fantastic. Um, Do you know what Darnell Savage gets from me? Uh, Big old boy howdy. Boy howdy, baby. Howdy, y'all. He gets a big old Midwestern boy howdy, baby. He deserves it. And a, if big, you... a big old Midwestern, like, good job. Oh, good, good job. job. You're, you're doing oh, so yeah. well. And you know you're what? You're doing so well. I know people are going to tell me, boy howdy. That's not a Midwestern thing. But y'all don't that understand. Y'all don't understand the Midwestern hicks. And we won't talk about it right now. But I will say, we won't talk about it right now. You know, there's Texas. You know, the southern... we're in the north. We're next to Canada. But I still call us Yeehaw County. 
We're yes. yeehaw. We're part of the yeehaw country, you know? Like, we got a little bit of yeehaw in us. Yep. But boy, howdy. Donald Savage. I think that he's going to play really well next year. I think him and Chris Barnes are just going to blow up, have a great season. I'm so excited to see Savage next year, especially yes. with his training. A little bit more hand-eye coordination. You know, he's already fast. He's already on it. Great awareness of the field. Yeah. He caught four freaking interceptions. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. That's crazy. Unreal, buddy. Um, and then the last one, just AJ Dillon. Y'all know him. You lo- y'all love him. Known as love his quads. Quadzilla. Quadzilla, the Lord of the Thighs. Oh God. Thick man. Um, Thick AJ man on Dillon. campus. I, I hate to say it. We'll talk about it later. Unfortunately, we had Jamal Williams with us, who I adored. <laughs> and we decided that AJ Dillon was the guy and not Jamal. Yeah. Um, we were right. <laughs> we were right. God, I, I hate that. I hate um, we personally think we could have kept Jamal with three running backs and got rid of some other people. Well, but we will get to that at the end. But we have AJ Dillon... Most of you guys know him just because of his thighs. I'm serious. On every sports social media, he's basically famous. Famous because he's huge. Famous. Yeah, thigh, got big, big old thighs. I said famous. But yeah. Um, next, we have older players who will either blow up or fizzle out. We got Adrian Amos. I think the thing about yeah. Amos is he's been consistent. And mm-hmm. he's he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been great. So I think he's one of those guys where within a few years, not now, a few years he'll kind of fizzle out or he'll get even better and blow up, right? He's just very decent. So yeah. we had 83 combined I mean, okay. tackles, 65 total tackles, yeah. 18 assists, but here's the issue. He had these great, great, great stats, but he did mm-hmm. start and play all 13 games. Which, yeah. you know, Chris Barnes, you look at his stats, they're not as good. Let's go up. You know, Barnes started three less, and he had 80 combined tackles. You know, Amos had 83. Barnes had 49 solos. Amos had 65. Barnes had 31 assists, and Amos had 18. So I, th- I think he's great this year. But, you know, if he doesn't blow up, I think within the next few years... Like I said, the Packers, we have a, re- a lot of really great players, and we're starting to fill in the holes. I think we could look for another – someone to fill the strong safety spot that Amos is in if he doesn't step it up a little, right? Because, yeah. you know, Chris Barnes almost has the same stats, and he started three less games. <laughs> um. Okay, here's my thing. If you're watching Adrian oh. Amos play, I do think, even though he, you know, is a little bit older – uh, well, you know, older in terms of football and older in terms of our team. I still think he has so much potential to just, like, all of a sudden have a breakout year where he's just really going to show everybody how good he is and how good he can That's be. That's what and this category is. Older players who will either blow up or fizzle out. And I think he's going to blow up. I'm just saying. Like, I'm going to put my money on that. Um, sorry if I'm wrong, but I just think he's in that. I think, again, he's perfect for this category. And well, I think he, he was... could just blow up. Here was my issue, though, is that I would have said the same thing for Jamal Williams, and we let him go. Mm, yeah, if so, you're right. you know, there's a lot of players who are really, really, like, above decent. They're good, but we mm-hmm. can't afford them when we think we can do better. And I, I, 
The next guy, he's not an older player, but he's... <laughs> I added Jordan Love to this list because, listen, he's a few years old now. He's still a rookie. But the thing about Jordan is I think it really depends on... The Packers usually put QB2 during the preseason so Rodgers doesn't get injured, especially because of his two collarbone injuries, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've seen Tim Boyle play. We've seen... Um, God, what's his name? Um, the only other one I can think of right now is Graham Harrell because my brother knew him. That is so wrong. But um, no, he was a while ago. I'm not wrong. I'm just not wrong for recent. I mean, I'm not right for recent. Oh God, Tim Boyle. Who is that man? Oh, oh, oh. Um, um, um. Huntley, Brett Huntley, Brett Huntley. Brett Huntley. That's who I was thinking. Brett yes! Huntley. So these are the guys. Wow, that took us a minute. So Brett Hunley, I think we've seen guys like Brett Hunley play, and then Brett Hunley, you know, we thought he was really good as a QB2, but then he really fizzled out because, you know, it's hard to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. You know, there's only one per team, and you got to be really fucking good at what you do. It's not an easy gig, boys. Jordan Love's been around. Yeah, Jordan Love's been around now for almost two years, and we've never seen him play because of COVID. So I think... Jordan Love, whether or not he blows up or sizzles out, has to do with his his pregame season. I think, obviously, during practice is one thing, and maybe Matt LaFleur has trusted him in practice, but also versus an NFL team. You know, a team of all professionals with their first-string, second-string lineup, you know, whatever they decide to do against the Packers. I think yep. how Jordan Love performs under pressure in a stadium full of fans, like, I think that shows a lot about who he is and how he'll play. And I think also, I would hope, I hate to say it, I would hope he's going to out because I want Aaron Rodgers to gain confidence that he has a few more years and then maybe draft another guy in a year or two. Yep. Um, or our favorite option. We've never... Trade our... for Joey B. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. So we love the idea of using Aaron Rodgers for a year or two and then grabbing good old Joe Burrow because he'll be healed, healed from his injury pretty well in a year or two. It's a um, dream. Oh, God, I love that man. <laughs> we love him. But I I think the thing is Jordan Love, you know, we've seen him play in college, and that's one thing, but in the NFL is completely different. Like, Robert Tunyon was an undrafted free agent, and he's fantastic in the NFL. It's how hard you put in the work, how good you are. And you're also up against other professionals. Yep. So... I think Jordan Love, we need to see him in the preseason. No, and I mean, I was seeing some articles. I was seeing mixed articles. Um, and listen, I'm a terrible podcast host because I didn't read them. But I was reading headlines. <laughs> and I saw I a few... know. People were like, you should read all the information. And we're like, eh, we'll wing it. Here's my deal. I Listen. I'm drinking wine right now, guys. Come on. Listen, I will read. Okay, I'm biased because I have my sport. If I see a good MLB article, I'm going to read that. I will. I've been, I mean, we're almost going to trade break. Um, but trade deadline. We have our places. Yeah. and But the thing is, I did see a few articles that was saying he wasn't doing great in. I heard that as well, that Jordan Love was, I heard he was performing very averagely. That, like, he was fine, but, like, not fantastic. There was also, nothing that was impressive you know, or too impressive. But I will admit. I've said a million times, and I'll say it again, a year in the NFL is much more valuable than four years in college. For sure. So maybe all he needs is the competition from the NFL, you know, all these professionals, and to work harder and, 
you know, be better. You know, obviously, you know, having harder competition will push you harder. So maybe he needs this year because he, he got drafted during COVID. That fucking yeah. sucks. Um, but he's one of the guys we think will either blow up or fizzle out. I mean, Jordan Love, I'm sorry. I'm just not the biggest fan of you. Yeah, we don't let... We've said it before. We don't have to hide it. We don't like you. No, and it's just, again, it's like... It's because we're big Rodgers fans. Somehow... Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He's a great guy. Somehow... Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Somehow, through it all, I still just he's like that guy. He's a little bit of a diva. Aaron oh, you Rodgers. Know. But I, I think he'll come back to Green Bay. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I think... I think He'll he has come a, back to Green Bay. He has a bit of an eagle. I get it, though. He's a good he's player. He's got a bit of an eagle, but he's got a Wisconsin heart. He has a you heart know. of a boy born a heart of in Wausau. He has a heart of a boy born in Wausau. The heart of a boy in Wausau. The heart of a boy in Oconomowoc. You oh, know, yeah. He's, he's a Wisconsin born and made. Anyways. Was he born <laughs> in Oshkosh? Oh, Was he born California. in Oshkosh? Oh. California. Okay. Butte, never never heard of Butte, but he seems like a man from Oshkosh to me. Oh yeah. Maybe Madison. Me might seem like a Madison boy to us, but you know. He's never a little know. bit of a he's a little bit of a big city boy. Maybe Milwaukee. We could see it. We could see it, but we could yeah, see we, it. Sorry, I Jordan. Think end of the day, we could sit with Rogers, have a beer on the boat. You know, oh, on the lake. You know for a fact. on the lake with a beer. No, you know for a fact he'd come you over. Know. He'd come over and sit on your Don't dock. Don't you know. He'd come over and sit, sit on your dock and have a spotted cow with you. He would sit down and have a spotted <laughs> cow with you. Sit, bro. As you watch sit the on, sunset. Sit on your dock and have a spotted cow. No. So anyways, Riga, if Sorry, you guys want to use a Wisconsin accent, turn every O into an A, so... Spotted eh. cow, spotted, spotted cow. cow, the dark, the dark. Anyway, the dark. Our next the one is the. The. Don't even get me started on creek. Anyway, oh, you don't say our creek. Our next. I say creek, bitch. What the hell, you fake? My dad's from Kansas. Okay, yeah, I say creek. Jack, Jackie says creek, and she's from she's from the Northwoods, Wisconsin. God, um, I say creek. Whoa. Yuck. That's that's very Wisconsin. Let's continue, so, though. Let's continue. Our, ne- our, next, our next spot is the competition. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Competition. Competition. <laughs> Should we avoid that? Talk about that? I don't know. <laughs> I told you I have the J. Lore red wine. I'm, I'm in deep. Um, it's a pregame. We have the competition for the top spot. Now, for us, this is for wide receivers. We think last season there's a very big competition between Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, Uh Lazard and MVS. Basically, they were both very trusted by the Packers. Mm -hmm. But I think over time, you know, one of them has to be dropped. They're two paychecks. Yep. And one of them will prove better than the other and be more games. So, let me just give you the quick stacks. So, Lazard. Lazard had 46 targets. 33 receptions, mm-hmm. 451 yards, so that's about 13 yards per reception. He had three touchdowns and 17 mm-hmm. rushing yards, which, you know, if you don't know what that is, that's basically like a running back. You just carry it and run. Um, but so he had a 71.7% reception rate, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. That's almost what um, Travis Kelsey had. Travis Kelsey was 72 yeah. 
So I think the thing about Lazard is that he's very reliable. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I think that's it, is that Alan Lazard is a reliable guy, and he will catch a ball, and he will get you a few yards, right? But then we have mm-hmm. MBS, who's a very interesting player. He had 63 targets, while Lazard had 46. He had 33 receptions. So that was only about a 50.5% reception rate. He only caught about half of what he was targeted, which, you know, mm-hmm. Al Lazard had 71%, which Travis Kelsey was in the top 10. That's crazy. So MVS only caught about half of what he was passed, but at the same time, he also had, Al Lazard had three touchdowns. MVS had six. Yeah. And Al Lazard got 13 yards per reception. MVS got 20.9 yards per reception. Mm-hmm. Alizar got 451 yards. MVS got 690, almost 700 yards. So I think the yep. thing is that MVS, when he gets the ball, makes a big play. So when yep. he receives it, blows up. Yeah. Uh, he is a clutch team. He's not reliable. So I think the thing is, is that why we call this top competition for top spot is that Alan Lazard is reliable. So if he can boost his gameplay you know his awareness of the field you know how quick he is how adaptable he is he could get the top spot right Mm -hmm. like he already has the reception rate he's like travis kelsey he's super reliable if he can get a few more yards and be more explosive that's it but mvs he catches only half of the balls he gets but when he gets them they are huge plays like huge once he has the ball in his hands he blows up well, it's insane. Who tell tell me about who you think and why? I honestly think even though it seems like especially I know the 50% catch rate isn't good and I will note Al Lazard 71.7 717 is an angel number for me. It's a good number for no, me. I and love a lot it. of a lot of his catches were impressive, you know, some of them were toes touching the inside of you know of the lines. Of the inward bounds, you know, yeah. right? Like sometimes he was very smart with it but i i feel like i know what you're gonna say and i agree go for it (laughs) i just think mvs with how he was playing towards the end of the season i think he's going to be our guy and the thing that really at first i know we kind of shit on him a lot but sort of down the line (laughs) i noticed that he was the one though that when he didn't do a good sorry (laughs) tunyon sorry mvs sorry bud um the thing is when he didn't do well sorry he would sit on the sidelines, and you could tell how upset he was with himself. And you just knew he was, like, really trying to work towards doing better and being a better player for both, like, his team and his teammates and for the fans. And towards the end, he just showed that he has this clutch gene that in these big moments when we really need it, he can do it. And he can get in there and show us that he can make these big plays. And I think the stats of, like, how many yards... Um, how many tutties he's got, things like that, just really tend to show what type of guy he is and what type of player he is, even though his catch percentage isn't great. I think that can be improved on. Where My whole deal with Lazard is I, you know, beautiful man. I think he's so talented. But Yeah, my, he's wonderful, beautiful, yeah. kind. The thing is, I think he kind of has a little confidence and a little ego, and it's not to say that he can't improve, I just think that there's a chance for MVS to improve more than Alan Lazard can improve. Yeah, I'll agree. I think I think the thing is also is even though MVS had 
his catch rate was only 50%. That obviously means that Matt LaFleur or Ann Rogers or both really trusted him. Trust so him, No yeah. matter how many times he dropped it, they really, they kept passing it to him and kept putting him in. And I think it plays are explosive. So I think for MVS is that I think it's a lot easier to work on hand-eye coordination than it is to work on being aware of the field and, you know, yep. knowing what you got to do and getting to the end zone. And I think MVS, his his reception rate is poor, to say the least. Like, it's bad. Yeah. But, you know, if he just works on – if you look at the games, he's like a few feet within catching the ball or, you know, balancing it in his hands and then dropping it. If he can just work on really grasping the football <laughs> – Yeah. I think he's got it, you know, because whenever he catches it, he blows up. That guy can twist, turn, spin, dodge anyone. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. The, the plays this guy makes, you know, he, like I told you, he makes almost 21 yards per reception. That's yeah, insane. nuts. Yeah. That's freaking nuts. I mean, think about Robert Tunyon. He makes 11.6 yards per, per reception. Like, yeah. Travis Kelsey, I mean... I don't have that down. It's fine. Uh, it's somewhere. It's <laughs> I fine. thought I had that. But basically, <laughs> I'm saying, you know, Robert Tunyon is one of the best players in the NFL, and, and MVS almost doubles his, yeah. you know, yards per reception rate. So I think if MVS really spends his year working on hand-eye coordination, just the basics of, like, turn around, catching the ball, every angle, here, there, this, that, like, I think MVS has it over Lazard. I do think we'll use both of them. Yes. But I think we'll see MVS in a lot more and Lazard in a little less. Well, and I think, too, MVS, he just does, to me, he seems like an emotional player and somebody who, like, he's really in the like game. Like Rodgers. Yes. And not to say Lazard isn't, but I think it just seems like MVS really takes everything so personally. And I don't know if maybe some of the issues with no, dropping we, it were, like, we stage fright. We talked about this, or, too. Yeah. We talked about, too, that we think MVS is a harder worker and wants to improve a lot more. And not saying Lazard doesn't want to improve. Like, I get it. But MVS not only improves or works hard to improve, but he's improved a lot faster. Yes. And so I think that if he... It seems like he's a dedicated player. They obviously both are. But I think MVS really pushes himself to be the best. And I think... That if he nails just the basics of hand-eye coordination, you know, just being able, if you're juggling the ball, to just freaking catch it. Catch it. Grab that motherfucker. I think he's got it. Because clearly the rest of his skills, you know, are there. Everything else is there. Once he has the ball, he's a talented player, but it's all about whether or not he can get there or not and catch it. Yeah. Um, Well, I think Lazard is the opposite. You know, he can catch it, but it's like, can he be explosive? Can he make the plays? Is he aware of the field? Yeah. You know, does he know how to you know, go around the shields and does he know how to get away from the defenders? That's harder to me, yeah. I think. No, I agree. No, and I, last... yeah, I agree. Go on. No, I agree. I just think again, Alan also has dealt with a lot of uh, dealt with a lot of injuries and such. And I know that kind of hindered some of his playing time this past year, this past season. It's, I still think he can be a great player and he can really perform. It's just, Again, over and over again, I think MVS is going to become, like, our second guy under Adams, under Tay. So we'll see. I agree. I think we'll really see. I think the preseason will show us a lot because I'm pretty sure they'll put MVS in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jordan Love is not as accurate and talented as <laughs> Rodgers. 
But I think we'll see, you know, if MVS, obviously wide receivers should be able to accommodate to the quarterback, and I'm sure he's been working with Jordan Love, so I'd love to see what he does, as well as Al Mm Lazar, but I really think MVS is the guy. And the last section we have before our surprise section is players we think aren't worth the money. Now, this really breaks our hearts because a lot of players we like to keep, and the first one hurts, but I think it's Equimania St. Brown. Yeah. So he's... Also wide receiver with MVS and El Mazard. And he had 13 targets, 7 receptions, and 117 yards. You know, yeah. he, I think it's clear that he's not as talented, unfortunately. And I think he's one of the guys we'll keep. Maybe if the other guys are overpriced, you know, someone to keep if someone gets injured. But I feel like yeah. if we get rid of anyone out of the three... You know, we lost a lot of money, or we gained a lot of money, sorry, with getting rid of Jamal Williams. I think yeah. we get rid of EQ. And this is unfortunate. I, I really wish we got, I hate to say it because I love EQ, mm-hmm. but EQ and this next player, I really wish we got rid of for the salary for Jamal Williams. I think we could have yep. gotten rid of these two guys to keep Jamal, yep. and I would have loved to have three talented running backs instead of two and keeping these two I don't want to say useless, but useless players. Yeah, we're going to say you it. You know, we're, EQ... We're going to say it. I think EQ was put in... Because we did... Like, the Packers love to put faith in their players, right? Like, Al yeah. Mazzard, Robert Tunyon, undrafted free agents work their way up. We love that. Yeah. But I think EQ just doesn't have what it takes for the Packers. No. And like I said, you know, we've got guys who are the first top receiver, second top coverage, like... And what is Devontae Adams? I think he's the fourth top receiver in the NFL as well. Yep. So we've got guys in the top of the top of the top. We're just filling in holes, and I think EQ doesn't have it. Yeah, I agree. And then finally, Mm. I mentioned it before. The reason we lost the playoffs is Kevin King. Mm. Are you guys, are you ready for these stats? No, but yes. Does it deserve a drum roll or no? Hell no. Kevin King stats. Good. I can work backwards. Good. 12 assists. Who should I compare it to? Maybe... I'll compare it to... Even though he's the second most, I'll compare it to Alexander. Yeah, why not? Um, Let's just do it. No, I'll compare it to Stokes, who's in college. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Um, replacement. Sorry. Six of six. Six assists. You know, he had 12. Good. 45 solo. 57 combined tackles. So these are all his tackles. He's had an okay number. Interceptions. Zero. Yards. Zero. The only yards he has is the interception, the fumble he's given up. And we lost 48 yards, so that is almost half of a football field. Yup. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. You know, we got Chris Barnes with... 49 solo tackles, 31 assists, and, you know, we've got Kevin King with 45 solos, so almost the same, 12 assists, way less, and then just didn't do anything but fumble a ball for half a football field during the Bucks game. 
yeah. I just. I mean, I think what you need to know is throughout this podcast is we're not Kevin King fans, and no. we think he should leave. And I think, I think if we had gotten rid of EQ and Kevin King, we could have used their paychecks for Jamal Williams, who yep. would have been a much better investment, especially because we got Eric Stokes. Yeah. We just don't like him. I'm sorry, Kevin. It's just you have been proving to not be a great guy for us. Like, it just, you haven't been. Which means us. Oh, you haven't been doing to it for our us. last segment. Oh. Our last segment. Give me a drum roll, please. This will be really See, fun. See, this deserves a drum roll. <laughs> this is what you should have stayed for. Go, go, go. <laughs> Ten things. Which would provide better coverage than Kevin King. Now, this is a lightning round. We're going to go back and forth and explain. Just say something we think would provide better coverage and why. And we have not thought about these beforehand. So, no. already, ten things that would provide better coverage than Kevin King. Number one, go. Uh, a rock. A large, medium-sized boulder. Why? Um, because it can get in the way, in the way and a uh, football could bounce off of it if it was in front of the receiver. Uh, nice. Number two. A block of ice. Why? An iceberg broke the Titanic and it didn't move, but it still did it. Correct. Number three. A tripwire. <laughs> Why? Um, you know, if it's at like the seven yard line um, towards the end zone, I think it could trip a player and they might drop the ball. Boom. Coverage. Nice. Yes. Uh, number four? Probably me or you. You. Oh, yeah, one why? Of us, one of us. Why? One of us. <laughs> because we played uh, flag, flag powder puff football powder in high puff. school. And I think, I think we're, yeah, powder puff. We're fast, we're quick, and I think we could do a little bit better. <laughs> I agree. All right. Number five. Maple syrup. <laughs> Maple. Why? <laughs> because if you pour it on the field, um, the guy's cleats will get stuck on it, and they can't move, and then they can't go in for a touchdown. Boom. All right. Um, number six. A mirror. Why? It's in the way the guys would get confused. You know, the reflection crazy of the light in their eyes. And you know what? I think anything sedentary would be a lot better than Kevin King, even though he can move. Great assessment. <laughs> Number seven? Yes, I will say what. Um, a banana peel. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, player runs towards it, slips on it, falls down. Boom. Nice one. Thank you. Um, number eight. A squirrel. Oh, why? Have you seen the squirrel run across the field in that one game? Oh, hell yeah. Boom. Someone would trip on it faster than Kevin King would ever stop anyone. I mean, I personally think that he'd catch the football instead, but I'll take that too. The squirrel? <laughs> hell yeah. You what got nice fingers. What number those... are we on? Nine? No, we're not there. Yeah, we did, I just did eight for you. Oh my god, number nine. We're already there. Oh, I just had a good one and it left my mind. But I'm still thinking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Nine, it's coming to nine, me. Nine, it's coming to nine, me. Nine. Boy, howdy, it just was here. Oh, another football. <laughs> Why? The other football hits it and then you can't catch the other one because you don't know where it's going. Or you catch <laughs> the wrong football and it doesn't wait. count. 
Can you repeat that? So, here's the thing. Another football, right? And let's say you just toss that other football at the football in play, hits it, you don't know where it's going. And you're like, oh. And then maybe you catch the football that wasn't the ball in play, and then it doesn't count. So. Wow. Right? Okay. Uh, Number 10. Probably the Packers fans. Oh, I don't even, I mean, I feel like you personally don't have to explain it, but. Oh, yeah. Packers fans and cheerleaders. Kevin King is not on the field. He's distracted. Probably by the cheerleaders. Probably by the fans. But I think any of us could step in. I bet. Think about the cheerleaders. On the sidelines, he's like, damn, I bet that girl could run and catch the football. And she does. And she does. Sorry, Kev. That is the end of Fudge and Meat. Also, Fudge wants to give a quick shout out to the Brewers. Go for it, Fudge. So, tonight, the Brewers won not only their 50th game, but they have won 10 in a row, which is unreal. I think this is the first time since 2003 that we've won 10 games in a row. And to be sitting already at this point in the season with 50 games, I know we hit game 81, which is halfway through the season the other day, but man, I am just pumped like to have seen the Brewers playing the way they have been and just be overcoming everything. And like we've already mentioned on this podcast, Willie fucking Adamas, mwah, you've been making such a big difference, sweetheart. Um, really fucking Adamas. I'm just, I'm excited to see where this team goes. Um, we've expanded our lead in the NL Central. And of course, you know, we're hitting in a good point before All-Star break. And I think we have to just come back after that even stronger. But we're seven and a half games ahead of the Cubs. And I have a feeling we might see Cincinnati fuck the taking Cubs that second spot. It. Yeah, fuck the Cubs. I'm sorry, Chicago, but fuck the Cubs. That's I'm it. I'm not sorry. No, I'm not. I'm never Anyways, sorry. Anyways, welcome. Thank you for joining another episode of Fudge Meat. Yeah. This one lasts longer, probably because we're drunk. Yeah, it's fun. Um, if you oh. like the pregame tailgate episodes, let us know, because I think I had a lot of fun doing this. I hope you did. Oh, this is a blast. I think we informed you guys a lot of we thought about the, the current Packer players. Um, but shout out to the Brewers. Excited for the Packers season. Um, shout out Bucks. Let us shout out Bucks. They've been killing it. So Bucks yeah. might make it to the championship NBA finals, little, baby. Little, the, little prayer there. Do a little sign of the cross, um, like a but, kiss at the end of the sky. But thank you guys so much for listening. We're excited to have you here. If you have any feedback on our website, we have a contact page. Say whatever you want. But thank you guys so much for listening. And. We love you. We love you so much. We love you. I love you, babe. I love you. Love you. And I love you, listeners. Love you, Erin Nagler. Love you. Good night. Love you. <laughs> I cannot post that online. <laughs> <laughs>